Welcome to the Thrive Church Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged by this message today. Thanks for tuning in. My first point today is that if you're a disciple of Jesus, you've permission now to engage, to participate and support the body of Christ. You just have, you have permission to do that. You know, in a healthy family, everyone shares the load, everyone contributes to the health of that family, and it generally a healthy family grows. And this expression of love that we're all to experience is revealed in a community of believers. It's revealed in the ligaments supporting one another. And and, and being engaged in In church family life, it's not like going to the mall to get something. Coming to church on Sunday, it's not like going to the mall to get something. Going only when you need something. It's about bringing something to the house of God. It's about bringing some praise. It's about bringing some love. It's about bringing your friendship to the house of God, uh, you know this retail mindset that can't. You know that this is this church is not like this, of course. Um, this retail church mindset sounds like a person who who went up to a pastor uh, after church one day and they said, "Hey, I didn't get much out of worship this morning." And the pastor looked at him and said, "Well, that's okay. We weren't worshiping you." It's <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever come and say that to me. <laughs> You've heard your answer. <laughs> so the kingdom of God, it's not, around, it's not about attending religion. The kingdom of God is about experiencing the theology of Jesus Christ. It's a theology that we are immersed in, like the baptism of the Holy Spirit is an immersion moment, and we receive the fullness of the presence of God in those immersion moments. And, you know, religion, it ran into the, into the, the theology of Jesus in the garden, I think it was the garden of Gethsemane, actually, and, and the chief priests and, the, and the, those who were temple leaders, they came to Jesus. They were re- representing religion and the law, and they came to Jesus uh, to capture him, to take him away. And, and Peter moves in, you know, to represent Jesus, and he gets his sword out, and he cuts off a temple guard's ear. I don't know, maybe he was terrible with sword. I think he was probably going for the whole head. But anyway, he managed an ear, and, and, and Jesus moves in the opposite spirit. He moves in the opposite spirit and, and, and he, he changed this whole moment around from a moment of confrontation where religion is just saying, you know, this is what I've come to do. And Jesus went and it, because love looks like something, love looked like serving and blessing someone who was accusing you when you're innocent. That's why Jesus released love immediately into someone who was accusing him. Someone who had come to take him away and, and take his life away. And, and even you think back further, just hours before when, when Jesus is washing his disciples' feet, he's washing Judas's feet who he knew would betray him because love also looks like serving and blessing someone who's currently betraying you. Come on, this is what love looks like. 
And I just have a real sense today, actually, just in worship, that God wants to release some people from condemnation here and judgments that are just swirling around your vision, swirling around your head. You're just wrestling with opinions that you're thinking about other people thinking about you. (laughs) And a handy truth, coach, is that I'm not a victim of someone else's opinion. I'm not a victim of what anyone's thinking about me. And actually, as Richard Black, I think, would say, it's none of my business. What someone's thinking about me is none of my business. You just need to release some thoughts, release yourself from that cycle of, of, um, of negativity because you're actually stuck in this moment. And God just wants to, you know, he just wants to free some people. The mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. Sorry, tangent here. Be transformed with the renewing of your mind. Like just God's got some, some keys. So just to unlock some thinking here for some people, Holy Spirit, right now in this moment, just for anyone who's struggling with their thought life, even right now, right now, thoughts are accusing them. We just take authority over accusation and we break that in Jesus' name. And we just release Holy Spirit. Just release the Spirit of God into every mind. We have the mind of Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So we are invited into this kingdom that is a demonstration of support. It's a demonstration of love, moving in the opposite spirit to whatever's trying to come at us. We're we're invited to experience and express this kingdom. Now, Chris Valadin, he talks about three things that we need for kingdom expression in our lives. He says, you know, we need a gift, a calling, and an anointing. I just want to go through these really as a summary in my message here today. Uh, The gift gives us our ability the gift, uh, you know, you might have the gift of miracles. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Let's just roll with that gift. Let's, yes, more of that. You might have the gift to teach people, you know, maybe one-on-one. You just show people how and they just get it. You may be an, a teacher. Uh, you may be artistic. You know, like, wow, just this gift, this is just something that I have to express. You know, <laughs> I love creativity. Maybe you love helping people out. That's also a, that's a legitimate gift, the gift of helps. And Romans uh, eleven twenty nine says that God's gifts and call is irrevocable. He, it when he's given it, it can't be taken off your life. So our calling our gifts and our calling. This, is, this gives us our identity. And our calling, I believe, has different layers. Like an onion. Turn to your neighbor and just say, man, you're like an onion. You've got layers. <laughs> you know, when you think of the story of, of the prodigal son, and, and first layer here, the father welcomes this, this boy home who's just got issues. He's gone and made a mess. And, and he welcomes him home and he says, my son, you know, you were lost, but you're welcome. But you're found now. You, I, I see you. I, I'm, and, and this first calling, this calling that the father gives him is a, is a welcome home calling. It's a calling of being a son, and he calls his father home. And, and I hope everyone in this room today knows the first calling of the father. 
you know, that you have a father, that you belong, uh, you know, in his house. And I love what is it, Isaiah 43, 1. He says, I have called you by name, you are mine. Come on, isn't that a good word that you are His, you belong to Him. And we're all spiritual orphans until we realize and receive the first calling of the Father, that we are home. And He wants everyone to know that they are beloved. You know, that they are a son and a daughter of the Father. And and He has an identity call for your life that only He can give that only He can give. So don't come to any conclusion about your identity until you've met the Father. I mean, He's got, he's got nothing but love to lavish on your life. And, and I, just, I just believe, you know, that's a word for someone here right now as well. He's got nothing but love for you, and it's time to receive Him as a father. Uh, the, and then the, 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 the prodigal son discovers the second layer to this call as the father calls him up. So he calls him home, and then he calls him up and he says, hey, son, you know, you were lost now, you're found. But hey, here's a ring. I'm going to put that on your finger because you're a part of my family now. And I'm going to put, I'm going to put a robe around you as well. You're going to represent my house. You know, what, what, who, that, everyone knows whose robe that is, where, what closet that robe came from. And then he puts some sandals on his feet. And, and, and this is, this is kind of like, this is to do with boundaries, believe it or not, sandals and boundaries and territory. So this man, this, this boy was actually a part of the boundaries of the father's kingdom now. And so he was then commissioned to represent the father's house. He was calling him out to say, hey, you are now commissioned to represent my house again. And so in the father's kingdom, we experience the privileges and then we experience that's like the first call, the first layer of your onionness. And then the second layer is that we get to experience the responsibilities of representing his house. And, and that's a part of the call of, of, that, that we all had. You know, when Jesus said to Peter, uh, to Simon, actually, he said, hey, Simon, I want to give you a new name. I want to call you by a new name. Uh, your name's going to be Peter. And then he made this statement. And on this rock, you know, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. And at that moment, Peter wasn't that rock, but Jesus was calling the rock out of him. He was calling him up. He was calling him into this position of responsibility. And so our identity is actually connected to the purpose that Jesus is calling us into. And a part of this name that we have, this call that we have, is actually this wrestle to become who we're called to be. And every one of us is in that wrestle in our faith journey, aren't we? We're wrestling to become. It's like we're, and especially in different seasons, when you think of the butterfly and the chrysalis, when that butterfly has got to do its wrestle so it can be strong enough to be able to fly. And if you try and prematurely release that butterfly, that half-grown caterpillar, that metamorphosed bit of goo too early, it's just going to gloop, you know? But there's a wrestle in becoming who we're created to be. That is a good word. And he's calling this church up in this season. The last one is the anointing. And so the anointing empowers us for our purpose. 
Isaiah 61, the Spirit of the Lord, Jesus said this from the temple in the early days of his ministry, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. That was his purpose. He was anointed for a purpose in John 20, 21. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. This is Jesus talking, and he's talking to his disciples after the resurrection. And so he's appointing them. I send you. And with that, he breathed on them and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. (laughs) That was the anointing. You know, that was the power of the Holy Ghost. And it was a commissioning moment from Jesus to the disciples to go to the world with the mission and the expression of the gospel. And so the Holy Spirit is to be received as the fuel for our purpose to go to the world, even to go to one another. We need the Holy Spirit. And I love this this first mention of the Holy Spirit fueling purpose in the Bible is in Exodus 31. And it says the Lord chose Bezalel and filled him with the Spirit of God and skill and understanding and knowledge and all kinds of craftsmanship to make artistic designs for work with gold and silver and bronze and with the cutting and setting of stone and with the cutting of wood and to work in all kinds of craftsmanship. Come on. Like who's called to go as a creative? Who's called to go and express the beauty of God in your creativity? And this, this, the Holy Spirit anointed this man for an expression of his kingdom to reveal the glory of who God is through creativity. Come on. He's anointed for a purpose. He's anointed. Are you anointed for creativity? Take it. Take the Holy Spirit's anointing to fuel your purpose for the gift of creativity that is on your life. Who who is Christ sending you to in this season? And how are you filled with the purpose? It is by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And I believe in this next season, it's not, this is not just to do what we did before. This is a time for us to step into the future, to step into the new. And the Holy Spirit is calling us, He's causing us, and He's anointing us for this new season to step in. I've got three very quick points that we can do to activate ourselves into the kingdom ministry expression that we're all called to. We're all called to this. And then there were keys. And that just makes this more important, this moment. It just, this is going to get into your DNA. Number one, discover your passions and commit yourself to grow your gifts. Discover your passions and commit yourself to grow your gifts. Abraham Lincoln said this, if I've got eight hours to cut down a tree, I'm going to sharpen my axe for six of them. You know, there's a difference between practicing and preparing. You know, if we just practice, that's great, but we're just maintaining a standard. We prepare because we know our focus will contribute towards a greater purpose. I want to encourage you, no matter if you're a musician or whatever you're practicing and you're diligently doing, I want to tell you and remind you that you have a great purpose for whatever gift that you have to give. And Abraham, he sharpened his axe 
in preparation for a purpose. I want to ask you, what is your gift for? Why are you gifted? What's the purpose of your gift? You know, what makes you mad? (laughs) What makes you cry? What do you get concerned about? That's probably where your gift needs to aim. That's probably where the expression is going to be revealed. You know, one of the most powerful things that we can do as followers of Christ to actually develop our, our gift is surrender our gift to Christ. Is actually give our gifts, give our abilities to Christ. And we have this world full of people who have gifts. You know, everyone, you'd have to be saved to have a gift. You've seen creativity, the media, everyone can express their gift but this world does not know the father's call they don't know the father's embrace so we've got these gifted people who remain insecure and struggle to find their identity in their gifts isn't that what happens you know you could be gifted just with your looks you could be beautiful but you're just trying to find your identity in your gifts. Maybe you're good at art. Maybe you're great at sport and you're just like, oh, that's, that's me. You know, I'm going to find my identity in that, you know. For me, it actually was art. I was, yeah, I was that guy that just lived in the art room at high school. My only detention I got was because I was in art and I was meant to be in maths. And I would, people would affirm me. I'd be like, oh, you're so good at art. And I was the top of my year. I got the best mark. And then when someone else came along who was slightly better than me, I felt so threatened. (laughs) I felt so insecure. (laughs) But God did a work in my heart. Praise Jesus. I'm not 16 years old anymore. Let's move on. Number two, serve someone else's call. This is call. Serve someone else's call or vision faithfully. This is what you can do for kingdom expression. Luke 16, 12, if you have not been faithful in that which is another's, Who will give you that which is your own? Jesus said that. So I found that often I've found my call, found my place as I've served someone else's gift. And so whose call? Here's a question for you. Whose call are you assigned to serve? When you think of Elisha, who served Elijah, and then he saw twice as many miracles, didn't he? He performed twice as many miracles because he served faithfully another man's vision. You know, being faithful is not just turning up. It's turning up with the right attitude. That's really the expression of faithfulness. Number three, my final point. This is a fun one. Receive anointing for your appointment. (laughs) The Holy Spirit wants to fill you. He wants to fuel you for your purpose in life. And I love that the Holy Spirit filled and fueled Bezalel, whatever his name was. I don't know how to say it properly. (laughs) For a creative expression. God has got divine appointments for each one of you in your life. He's setting you up, not for failure. He's setting you up for success. And his anointing is all about fueling that success that you're called to step into. Thanks again for tuning in to the Thrive Church weekly podcast. Stay up to date with everything that is happening by following us on social media.